1: Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair
2: Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I started reality TV in 2009 with Cheekies and Roxy, and I had to be convinced to do it. It was like pulling teeth. When the cameras are on, they're on, and they're gonna catch whatever they catch. And when they're off, the mics are on. So they're listening to everything. We did four seasons of the Riveras. Then the fourth season came around. I think because not enough exciting things were happening, drama was being created. Tal? ¿Cómo están? Happy Monday, everyone. Today's episode is going to be about my time in reality TV. I'm going to tell you guys about my experience working in the industry and also about some of the lessons I've learned. Stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. This is Cheekies and Chill. All right, guys. So I've spent several years in reality TV. Many of you probably know me from shows like Cheeky's and Roxy, Cheeky's in Control, I Love Jenny, The Riberas, or Cheeky's Confidential. I've really enjoyed my time working on each of these shows. I started my career because so many people think that, well, my mom passed in 2012, and they thought that I started my career after she had passed, and that is not true. I started reality TV in 2009 with Cheeky's and Roxy, and I had to be convinced to do it. It was like pulling teeth. I was so used to being behind the cameras. I enjoyed it. I felt like that's where I belonged. I always felt that there was something more. There were things that I wanted to do, and there would be times when I'd pretend to be singing like, you know, Gwen Stefani in the living room <laughs> or Shakira, which were those were my like two faves. And I'd be in the living room. or I'd been cleaning and I would sing and I would be, like imagine myself on stage or I would always hear aplausos, people like applauding. But I always just because my mom's career was always like on the rise. Thank goodness. I just felt like I'm OK with being behind the scenes and helping my mom with her career and helping my mom with my siblings. So when the whole reality TV thing started happening during that time, I remember one of the first ones that I really got into was Newlyweds, the Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson one. They had just gotten married. It was really cute to see like people on TV in a different way. This is when I think reality TV was born. They actually were the ones that started, one of the very first people that started it, that in the Osbournes. So when we were approached for a reality TV show, My mom and her manager then said, you know what? This is a great opportunity for you to spread your wings, for you to inspire girls, to show them what you do for your mother. And Roxy, who was the other co-star on Cheekies and Roxy, Roxy was a radio host for Mega here in LA. And my mom basically had to convince me that was the only way, like, honestly, it was a conversation for like a few months. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to. Because after newlyweds, and I don't know if it had to do with the reality show, but Nick and Jessica divorced. And then I knew that the Osbournes were having little issues here and there. So it just kind of scared me because I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't want it to cause issues like it's better to be private back then. Right. (laughs) And anyways, when my mom told me, you know, what, you can inspire other young ladies to be hardworking, to go after their dreams, you know, everything you do for me. I want people to see that. And and it'll be two Latinas in LA chasing their dreams. So I said, okay, fine. Finally, I said, all right. And I was so shy, you guys. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. In the beginning, I was like, what is this? Cameras everywhere. And then with time, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty fast learner. So I just started seeing them like flies on the walls. Like there were just other people there. I stopped seeing them as cameras. You know, the cameramen became friends and the sound guy. And it just became kind of like a family because it was long ass hours of recording. Long hours. And I really do thank Roxy because she was advanced in everything. You know, she was on radio. She would do red carpets. She would go to award shows. And so she really did walk me through being a star all on my own and kind of like stepping out of my mom's shadow. So she really did help me. And even when we were doing interviews for everything, I would just like, you answer everything, you know, you go ahead and answer. She's like, no, she would push me. She's like, you got to answer too, girl. And I'm like, okay. So I just started kind of just watching and learning. And I think I always had it in me. I was just shy and I was a little afraid because I had seen it for so long, how the industry can affect people. I mean, I lived with my mom my entire life and I saw how it affected her, how certain comments and things like that got to her sometimes. So I was, I think, more scared of that. But anyways, that's how we started with Cheekies and Roxy. And then from there, we had a little fallout with Roxy. And again, because reality, a lot of it, what works is drama. So towards the end of Cheekies and Roxy, which it did amazing, you guys, amazing. We were even on Bravo. Our ratings were the best on Mundos back then, which is now Universo. And then we had a little falling out, her and I, on the show. And I, I, I kind of want to say that it had a little to do with the production company. To be honest, I didn't see it until afterwards. Then after that, you know, I got a lot of really great reviews, and they still wanted to see me and and my family. My mom would go on Chiquis and Roxy very little. My mom was an executive producer. It was uh, Jenny Rivera presents Chiquis and Roxy, so she would come. She would do little cameos here and there, very like she just sprinkled. And I would ask my siblings if they could come on because they were a huge part of my life. So they did. They agreed. And then I wasn't getting paid, obviously, a lot. I think for the entire season, I got paid $13,000. And it was like 15 episodes. And it was a long, long, very long days. But it was an investment. So I just saw it that way. I'm like, OK, if we prove ourselves in this first season, which we did, then we can get more money the next season and so on and so forth. So I saw it as a business transaction or like I was looking at it as a as a businesswoman, should I say. Anywho, I couldn't pay my siblings. I couldn't pay anybody because I wasn't really getting paid that much. I remember that the first thing I did when I got my paycheck with Chica's and Roxy was buy my first expensive ass mattress. (laughs) I got paid $13,000 and I spent like 3,500 on like this badass mattress. (laughs) Cause I was like, no, I need to sleep. I need to sleep good. I need to rest. Cause I was reading about all this stuff, how to read good. And if you have good sleep, you know, I was like always into these holistic things. So I bought myself my mattress. My mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then with the rest of the money, I helped my then boyfriend buy a car. So I was really left with not a lot, but a lot of experience, a lot of experience. I matured so much during that time with Chiquis and Roxy. And well, Chiquis and Roxy came to an end, unfortunately, even after its amazing success. That's when they approached us, Mundos, and said, you know what? We would want to see more of the family. Let's do a family reality show. Again, I was like hesitant. I'm like, mom, I don't know. I'm scared. Like, I don't want it to cause issues. So we all had a family meeting. And my mom said, this is a good opportunity for all of you to make money. You will all get paid. All the responsibility won't fall on your sister. So the kids were like, all right, cool. If I'm going to get paid and, you know, we can kind of tell our story. And mom was like, the only way that I'm going to come out more is if you pay us the big bucks. So my mom negotiated it. Finally, I was like, okay, we had a family meeting and we're like, we're not going to let this get between us. If someone is feeling uncomfortable, then we have to say it and we'll end it. That was like our biggest thing. And we were all on the same page. For me, it was like, if we don't have this meeting and we're not on the same page, I don't want to do it. Because to me, my family was always the most important thing and still is. So anyhow, we went with I Love Jenny. It fucking did amazing. We did two seasons. And then they wanted to do a spinoff show because obviously I was making some money. I was saving and I wanted to open my own business. So I opened Blow Me Dry, which is my very first baby. My hair salon, which was like, a you know, the dry bar. You know, they're huge when they started coming out. So I wanted my own spin on it. So I called it Blow Me Dry. The reality show, the producers knew that I was doing this and I was opening up my salon. So they're like, okay, well, while we are on off season with I Love Jenny, let's do a spinoff show. With Cheeky's showing the process of her opening up her salon. So that's what we did. That's where Cheeky's in Control came about. And it did so good as well. Um, I was signed up to do another season. It was also replayed on Bravo, which was great. It did really well. And that was fun. It was myself, my manager, my friends that I had then. During that time, when we were on off season, that's when my mom and I started having the issues. And so my mom canceled my show. She told Mundos, we're not going to do another season of Chicas in Control. Of course, I was devastated because I was like, uh, how am I supposed to make money? Like, I just got let go from my job with my mom. It was a really horrible time. But it really did help me. I had the salon, at least with everything we had, I had made from like Chicas in Control. And I love Jenny. I was able to open my salon. So I felt a little better. I'm like, OK, well, I did this. You know, I have something to show for it. So I was a little happy. But of course, I was sad. Anyways, the reason I'm telling you guys all of this is because people get confused that I started my career, maybe my singing career. Yes, but it's something that I always wanted to do. And I explained that in one of the episodes here on Cheekies and Chill. But in reality, like funny, right? In reality, I started reality (laughs) in 2009, you know, and I was even my mom and I were on Latina magazine on the cover together in 2011. So it's like I was already like on the road. You know what I mean? Like I was already estaba en ese camino.
1: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me.
2: That I didn't have to, like, quote-unquote, rent friends. (laughs) Like, people that I had to pay to be on the show. Like, everyone that was on the reality show were my real friends. Unfortunately, a lot of the people, or almost all of them, that were on the reality show with us, with me, should I say, are no longer in my life. A lot of things happen, and that's a whole other episode, guys. But one that I do want to talk about specifically is Gerald. For those of you that don't know who Gerald is, Gerald was a friend of mine for a very long time, and he was a huge part of the reality show. And he helped a lot because he was always with me, honestly, helped me a lot with my siblings, uh, with my businesses, my friends, too. Also a friend that's no longer in my life, Ellen. Uh, She helped me a lot with with Blow Me Dry. She was the manager. So they all came out. We did the whole thing, like interviewing people for their positions and interviewing people for like management. It was just, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And I don't know exactly. I think it was a series of things. There were things that I think I said that hurt him, that bothered him, that I apologized for and that I understood. I'm like, okay, well, maybe like, you know, messing around, but it was, I think, a little too harsh. So I think that was like the beginning of the end. And there were things I think that were bothering him for a long time. I think he felt used with the reality. He felt like I'm a cast member. I should be getting paid. That's the last I heard. I was like, okay, like he lived in our house. Like we helped each other out a lot. People always ask what happened with Gerald. And in reality, that's the truth. That's really what happened. I I think he felt unappreciated and underpaid because well, not really underpaid because he, he wasn't getting paid. He was just like invited, like, hey, Chicas is going to do this today. Or, do you want to come? Or sometimes it, well, he wasn't even invited. He was just a part of it because he was my best friend. And he was in a lot of scenes with me. And, and he was funny and he made it funny and people loved him. So maybe he felt like I should have paid him and maybe I should have. But it was really in that at that point out of my control because I hadn't have a say in that. My mom was like the executive producer. I think he got paid a little bit. I'm not too sure the producers handled that, but not what he felt that he deserved. And we really never got to talk about it. We just drifted apart, and sadly, we have no communication, and it's been years. And everyone always asks me about that. You know, I've always kept my circle very tight, and I never really let people in when I was, especially when I was doing the reality. I do feel like some people try to come around to be on the reality show. But I was very protective of my space, of my sibling space, you know. So it was really, like, my true core friends that were on there. It makes me a little sad, to be honest, when I think about it. Because I'm like, damn, we had a beautiful time. Like, especially with, like, my friends and stuff like that. And they're no longer in my life. But I'm happy that I have the reality show to look back on. I'm like, okay, well, we lived those moments. It was nice. And shit just happens, you know. You just drift apart. You change You grow and some people are meant to be in your life for a certain season of your life and then they're not meant to move on with you. So that's what it is. For those of you that always ask about Gerald, you know, I'm sure you can find him on Instagram. You can ask him. I have no bad blood towards him. Like I wish him the best. I want him to do well and I want all my friends to do well. Those that were my friends and are no longer in my life. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they were there, especially during some hard ass times. And I've learned to accept it. I've learned to accept that shit happens and you grow and sometimes you grow apart. Okay, so now let's talk about happy times. <laughs> so a lot of great things happen on the reality show. A lot. Like I said, we got to go on vacation. We did a, a lot of extreme sports that I don't think I've ever done because a lot of Latin families don't, you know, do a lot of things we were able to do through the shows. Um, and I got to do it with my favorite people, my family, my friends, my brothers and sisters. Uh, one of my favorite episodes is when we went to Hawaii with my mom. And it was like, I think our very first family vacation, our first and our last, you guys. My mom wasn't one to vacation. She didn't know how to vacation. All she ever knew was work, work, work. And my grandpa is like that till this day. So my mom just, I think, took after him. So I remember being on vacation and they forced her to do things. Not forced her, but we're like, okay, we're going to go do this today. And she's like, okay. Like, for instance, I think she was so scared. It was so cute to see my mom. Like, my mom wasn't scared of anything. She was fearless. She was a badass woman, you know. But when she jumped into the ocean and she was with the stingrays, she was freaking out. Like, she's like, what is this? I think it was just too much for her. And it was just so cute to see her laugh. I think we were, like, also swimming with, like, the dolphins Those memories I'm never going to forget because I saw my mom in a different light, like a little girl, just so excited but scared. And it was our vacation. We were all together. It was just really, really, really nice. It's one of like the highlights for me. And there are certain things that I'm like, damn, I can't believe I did that. I wish that wouldn't have come out. Like, for instance, I don't know if those of you that have watched the Rivera's remember when we did a mud run. It was hard as hell. You had to run. You had to go through all of these obstacle courses. And well, in the middle of it, I had to go to the bathroom. And of course, the cameras are there. And of course, you have your mic on. And I had to go number two. And I'm the type of woman that if nature calls, I'm going to handle business. I'm not the type that's like, oh, I don't use public restrooms. I don't like public restrooms. They're not my my, my favorite. You know, I don't prefer them. (laughs) And, you know, I do the whole toilet paper and the toilet seat covers and all that stuff. But anyways, we didn't have that. We were in the woods, you guys. We were in the woods doing this damn mud run. And me movio el tambo y pues I had to go to the bathroom. So I went behind a bush and I told the producers and I looked at the cameraman. And I'm like, you're going to stay right here and I'm going to go handle business. And I thought they were going to cut it out. And I, I think I asked them to cut it out. And they're like, no, absolutely not. We're not going to cut it out. And you know what's crazy? I was an executive producer on the Rivera's. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're not going to cut it out. It's like, it's funny. We're not going to show. And I'm like, OK, well, don't. Like, I don't want to hear the noises because <laughs> I was pooping in the woods, you guys, with cameras all around. I hid, of course. But anyways, that's one thing that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that on, like, national television. Omi's reminding me of something. <laughs> she was a huge fan of the reality show. <laughs> OK, so she said that I didn't remember this. And it's probably true because I love wipeys. So anyways, I guess I took off my underwear. And I wiped my ass with it and I just, I left it there. I still can't believe it. I'm talking about. I'm like, oh my God, that's not ladylike, cheekies. But neither is pooping in your pants. So whatever. And then there's the ugly part, guys. There's the ugly part behind the scenes of reality where I don't blame the producers or the networks because it's just what people want to see. And that's where I decided it's time to stop with the reality because i don't want it to cause issues between my siblings and i after the last season of i love jenny which i believe was the 4th season my mom had barely started recording the 4th season of i love jenny when she passed so we had to basically finish it that was tough and we took a break after i love jenny and then people kept asking and asking you guys we want to see you guys on reality again we would get comments all the time the network came and uh gave us an offer and i talked to my siblings and again we're like okay This is an opportunity for everyone to make some money, to save some money, to start your own businesses. And so we all agreed. And that's when the Rivera's were born. The core of the show was my siblings and I, and then a little bit of like my extended family. And that kind of was an issue because, again, people felt that they weren't getting paid, I think, enough for the work that they were doing, which I get. But again, that was kind of out of my hands. I was an executive producer and I said, the only way I'm going to do it is if I'm an an executive producer and I can watch the episodes and stuff before they air, because I wanted to make sure that I took care of our family. That was the most important thing to me. So we did four seasons of the Rivera's. So it, it was doing really good. The first three seasons were good. We were chilling. Like there was a lot going on. So there wasn't really like, it wasn't necessary to cause drama because everyone wanted to know what happened after mom and how we were handling everything. And, it was just a lot. Selling the house and everything was on the reality show. Just a lot, a lot happened. Me getting married and engaged and just a lot. (laughs) And then the fourth season came around and she started getting a little weird. Not a lot was going on. It just the same old stuff. Jackie was living very far. She had her children. She had to take them to school. It was getting a little frustrating for her having to drive all the way to the valley because the rest of us were in the valley or a lot closer. So she was kind of getting frustrated. Mikey and Jennica were always kind of like, oh, they're, they're more like behind the scenes type of person. Well, Jenica's now more of like, she's more comfortable and she's like in front of the camera. She's like a whole ass influencer now. But then she was just shy and she was still trying to figure her stuff out. Like she wasn't as confident as she is now. Then Mikey is very like, I don't give a shit about this. He was like, I'm here for the money. He was always real. He's like, I'm not going to show my girlfriends. I'm not going to talk about personal stuff. So he was just upfront about it. I think everyone was just kind of tired. It had been so long, 10 years of reality. And then I think because not a, like enough exciting things were happening or it was just, like I said, a lot of the same shit, drama was being created in the last season. I started noticing and it started causing some friction between my friendships and myself again. And I'm like, I can't allow this to happen. I think at my bachelorette party, we were in Vegas that came out on the Riveras of last season. And one of my friends threw a shoe out of my other friend. And it was just crazy. It was just too much going on. Everyone was drunk. And that became, I think, one of the first things that really bothered me. Where I was like, okay, how did why why were the cameras rolling? Or you know what I mean? Like, why is this happening? And then things started happening between my sister and I that I think like, I don't know if it was the producers. I don't know. Cause I love the producers. You know, the producers that we work with, I was working with them from the very beginning. So that's why I was like kind of thrown off. I'm like, what is going on? Like there was just unnecessary drama being created and it started causing friction between my siblings and I. And I said, wait a second, like I'm not gonna be chasing my siblings either for their schedules. It was just becoming a headache for me. It was causing me more stress. That's why I just decided, I said, we're not doing another season. Of course they wanted another season. We were doing really well. The readings, thank goodness, were always really good with the reality shows, but it just wasn't worth it anymore for me and there was this one time that Mikey and I had an argument on camera. It was some real shit. And I asked them, we were like in the middle of the argument and I said, turn off the cameras. And they didn't. Cause I, I was getting pissed. I thought him and I are going to go at it right now. And he was pissed. He was fired up. And that's one thing with Mikey and I, we go like head on. Mikey is like, when he gets mad, he gets mad. And so do I. So they didn't turn off the cameras and I was really upset. I'm like, I'm an executive producer here. Like, hello. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to have moments like this anymore. Like, I just don't want shit like this to happen. Shit was kind of weird in my relationship at that time as well. And I didn't want my wedding to be a part of the reality show. I wanted it to be very private. They didn't like that either. So I said, if you guys want that, it can't be a part of this reality show. It has to be something completely separate. And then I decided I don't want that. I really want to have fun at my wedding. I don't want to have a mic on and have the cameras there. I just Want to enjoy. And I invited the producers as my friends to come and celebrate with us. But they didn't like the fact that they couldn't be there recording it because, of course, Telemundo really wanted it and Universo. But I didn't want that. So it was just, I think it felt like we need to just call it quits. Everyone wanted a rest. Everyone was annoyed. My siblings, everyone was just annoyed at that point. I was annoyed because it was so hard to schedule the kids and it was just too many of us. And I was causing issues. My friend got upset. Because she looked like a total ass, you know? But there was so much that happened at that bachelorette party that she's like, I look like a total bitch. And that's not how things went down. And, you know, things are cut in a certain way. And she wasn't able to do confessionals and explain. So I was like, you know, it's just, it's not worth it. So that's when we said, okay, we're going to stop reality. And everyone was on the same page. Everyone was relieved. Everyone had made a good amount of money. That's when Jenica, I think it really did help her because the reality took so much of our time and effort energy, physical and mental energy and emotional energy, that we really didn't have the time or any energy left to dedicate to our personal dreams. So Jenica wanted to do other things. She wanted to become an influencer. She wanted to have more time. And so I said, you know, this is the perfect opportunity. You've made some money. You've saved it. Now start investing it. Jackie, too. She wanted to focus on her singing career. Mikey wanted to start his own business. Now he has it. So I'm grateful for the reality show for so many reasons. And I'm also grateful that it ended because we were all able to just focus on ourselves. And Johnny was able to go to school and it it was good.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. My name
4: is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con The Story of BitCon. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: As mad as I was, I think, towards the end of my career as a reality star because of stuff that happened with the last season of The Riveras, I'm grateful because now, especially that my mom's not here, I still have these videos, these episodes to look back on and hear her voice and see her smile and hear her her laugh and see those times when we would hug And on the reality show, we had this thing that my mom, my sisters and I would like do the titty, like we would touch our boobs together. And it was kind of like when something happy happened. And it's just moments like that, that I'm like, wow, like I'm grateful. It's I mean, I wouldn't have that. And I and there are times it's still hard for me. I think the last time I was watching some episodes was this past Christmas. We were in Mammoth and it came on. We turned on the TV and there it was. We were on television, which was so weird because we don't watch ourselves, or at least I don't. And I watched it a little bit and it just, it made me sad. I cried a little bit. I did, I teared up and I, but I laughed because my mom is so damn funny. And just to see how we've all grown up. Even Johnny, like he's 21 years old now. And I remember him being a little boy, always upset. Siempre estaba enojado el way, like always had his little fuchi face. And I, I mean, there were things that we did on the show. Like I showed him how to really clean a toilet. Like these things were real. Johnny's face, Johnny's attitude, the things that him and I would deal with on camera, his room being dirty and us having to force him to clean it. All that shit was true. It was real. It wasn't stuff that we made up. And that's one thing I want to clarify, because honestly, I want to say 95 percent of everything that happened on all the reality shows that I was on were absolutely true. Non-scripted, completely. The other five percent were reenacted moments. But like raising Johnny in front of cameras, that was real. Showing him how to literally clean a toilet because he was used to everything being done for him and how upset he got. All of that was real. And just to see like, wow, he's a man. He's a young man now. It's crazy. And I love the fact that we have those at-home videos in our own way to look back on and to show my children one day that, you know, they had a cool-ass grandma. I know Jayla likes to see herself. She was like a little superstar herself who remembers the Big Booty song. Jayla has a big old booty. Oh, yeah, big booty. (laughs) That was like her little song that everyone sang. And she was little. She was like a little superstar. And now she's freaking 12, you guys. It's just crazy. It was honestly a good run. I'm asked all the time, would you do another one? And I don't know. I don't want to say no because I don't know. A part of me would be like, it'd be kind of cool. There's a lot of cool things that happen, like maybe following me on my, you know, my tour, maybe that's kind of cool. Something different. A lot of fun shit happens, you know, something always happens like on tour, but I don't know because when the cameras are there, you, you can't hide there's stuff that comes up and they want to get that spicy stuff. And I just don't know if I want to share and expose myself that much anymore. I think I did it for a chunk of my life because I said yes to Cheekies and Roxy. I feel like it really did open the doors to I Love Jenny and all the rest of the reality shows. And I'm glad that I was able to do that for my family and that my mom was able to do that for me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say no and I don't want to say yes. Lo que Dios quiera, a ver que pasa. I know there are people out there that they're like, you know, I want to do a reality and and I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Absolutely. Like I'm the type of person, try it. It's better to try something than not to try it and live with the what if. I always say that. But it's not all glitz and glam, guys. For me, it was important. There are certain reality shows out there that get their hair and makeup done every single day and have a budget for that. We didn't have a budget for that because that's expensive to do your hair and makeup every single day. So I was always like, I would just put on mascara and I I like to just be me. I'm like, this is a reality show. I don't get ready every single day. You're going to see who I really am. And that was important for me for people to see me, cheekies, raw, like this is who I am. This is the reality of my life. And that's how we did it. We were just, the way I always say, I'm like, we were raw. We were super, super raw. My mom, you guys know how she is. So, But it's not glitz and glam, you guys. It, there's, it's hard work. Let's say when the cameras are on, they're on, and they're going to catch whatever they catch. And there's no going back on that. It's very difficult to cut things out. Because then there are the networks that are like, no, we want this. And at the end of the day, they own the show. You can be an executive producer, but they have the last word. You are exposing your life. Sometimes you don't know how you act. And that's one thing for me. For a long time, I didn't watch myself because I wanted to be authentic. And I'm like, I want to be myself. And if I watch myself, I'm going to criticize myself. And then I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to think about it too much when the camera is around. And one thing you have to know that when the cameras are on, they're on and they're watching everything. And when they're off, the mics are on. So they're listening to everything. So it, it's a, you got to be careful because at the end of the day, you can be an executive producer like my mom and I were, but it was a conversation and sometimes discussions and arguments with the networks because they have the last word. So yes, it's it's great. You can make good money. Like I said, when I first started, Cheekies and Roxy, I got paid $13,000 for the entire season. Long ass hours, a lot of hard work, a lot of money invested in clothing. You can't, you know, I mean, I wouldn't wear maybe sometimes like the same shirt, the same pants, but like you have to look different. And sometimes in one day you would record different parts of different episodes. So you would have to change three to five times. So it gets, it can get pricey. But I did it as, okay, this is an investment because I'm, I want to inspire other people, other women, other Latinas out there. And then it just, you know, little by little, I got paid a little more. But by the time I had been in it for 10 years, I was making pretty good money. I really was. And I'm grateful for that. I made really good money. And it was good. <laughs> so you can potentially make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some people make millions. I'm very blessed to say that I did very well, but it took me a long time and it took a lot of tears because there were things that sometimes I didn't want to talk about, especially when my mom was around, she was the boss. So if we were going to talk about something, I had no other choice but to talk about it. Like, you know, the sexual abuse, then I wasn't as comfortable as I am now. So there were certain things that I'm like, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. Or even arguments that her and I had, or when she asked me to move out, that was tough. And that was we reenacted that you guys that happened off camera when my mom asked me to move out months before she passed and we reenacted it. They said, hey, would you mind doing it again on camera? Just having like a little bit of a conversation about why and everything. And it was emotional. I cried as if it was the first time I I was I had heard it. It was my heart. I was it was just like, why do we have to talk about this? Like, well, it only makes sense. We're in the middle of recording a reality show. Your mom is asking you to move out we have to talk about it. And those are the times I'm like, oh my goodness. But it worked out. When you're in the moment, you don't see it that way. Now I'm like, okay, I get it. But we had that conversation in her office. And I was just like, I was devastated. I was crying. She was crying. It was a beautiful moment, but it was it was tough. So there's so much to be said about reality. And I don't want to talk down on it because I, I really don't. Like I'm very grateful for it. But I, I, I'm good. I feel like I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish with reality and I'm focusing on other things. And if it comes around again and the opportunity presents itself, then maybe I'll do it, especially if the money's right. <laughs> Not everything's about money, but it has to be worth my time. It has to be something that's going to be inspirational to other people. There has to be a good mission behind it. And then I'll be like, OK, let's do it. They offer one to us, I want to say like every year for the past couple of years have said, you know what? Not right now. It's not the time. So I don't know. Maybe next year. No se sabe. Anyways, guys. So this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And you learned a little bit, a little bit about what it was to make a reality show, to be a part of a reality show, to be an executive producer and just the truth behind the reality. So the reality behind the reality show. But before we go, I'm going to leave you with my weekly motivational quote. Memories are like antiques. The older they are, the more valuable they become. Oh, that was nice, you guys, remembering all those like beautiful moments. A good thing is that I can watch them, and so can you. <laughs> I hope you guys have a really great day and great week. Como saben, los quiero mucho, los aprecio, y nos vemos la próxima semana. Mua! This is a production of iHeartRadio and My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My podcasts, and follow me, Chiquis, that's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
5: Tengo diabetes.
1: Yo, asma. Estamos,
5: Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de, de, contraer de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la
0: professional wrestling like real life is full of surprises hi everyone it's freddie prince jr and it's no surprise i can talk wrestling all day any day kind of like how state farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage when it comes to important insurance decisions Let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.